Simon, what are you doing? You're meant to be doing the Bible reading. Uh, I'm d- I've just got to update my app. Don't rush me. The what do you mean app? Why don't you just time. get your Bible out? Well, that is my Bible. It's on my phone. What but, Paper Bible. Nobody has paper Bibles anymore. It's just much easier to carry around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Views On podcast, the podcast where Michael, Paul, and Simon sit back. And today we're talking about technology and the church, a bit more of a serious episode compared to our usual ones. If you caught that sneaky episode on scatting, it's definitely a lot more serious than that. Uh, Oh, yes. But yeah, today we're talking about all things technology and the way that we use technology within the church. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is something that's very close to me because I'm Mm. a huge fan of technology and I see a huge vault of wealth uh, in combining the two together. Whereas I imagine Paul... You're on the complete opposite side of the shore. Yeah. I'm on Michael's like, side, no. just in case anyone was interested. <laughs> <laughs> Two views on with Simon Glover. In the background. <laughs> the extra appendage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's already fairly clear from my broad history on this podcast where I stand. But anyway, I'll let you find that. I'll let you do the hard work to uncover those gems of knowledge that I'll be dispersing liberally. Okay, good, yeah. good. Well, let's start with sort of a, a bit of an overview. What are we talking about when we say technology and the church? Come on, Paul, why, you came up you with looking, the idea. I did come up with the idea, yes. Uh, look, when it comes to technology and the church, I'm I'm talking basically anything you would conceive as a, uh, a modern convenience. So this can go from um, your projector or your phone Bible or you see pastors preaching off iPads or those sorts of things. That's what we're talking about. I don't mean like technologies in the way that you would use a drill to make a pew to sit on <laughs> in the church. Like, I have no issue with that. I don't even necessarily have an issue with technology in the church. Are we still including like technology is like the overhead projectors of old? Uh, yeah, yep. Is that sort of where it started? Yeah, because they at one time they were for only these gnarly new emergent like liberal yeah, that's churches. True. The, the hardcore guys just had their hymn book. The hymn book, yeah. You sang with your nose in a book. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess that was where it started. So let's talk about that. What do you think Mm. about the overhead projector was good? I think, uh, look, I like it. I'll tell you how not to ever use it. Um, I don't (laughs) want to sound too judgmental here. I've been to a couple of services where there's been a roving camera, right? And so I'm all for singing. I think it's a good way to worship God and a biblical way to worship God. Um, But you want to keep your brain as free from distractions as you can. Mm. I've been at a couple of services where there have been roving cameras and images of the musicians cast up on the screen behind the text that you're singing. Mm. And I think that is a very dangerous place to be. Why so? Unhelpfully, just conflating the two things. You're trying to think about and worship God, and you're just confronted with this image of a dude ripping a solo centre stage with a spotlight on him. Mm. You know, I think it can be unhelpful for that reason. What is it about having the the concept of the overhead, though, that is helpful like why why are churches doing that rather than everybody just having a hymn book i think it's fairly accessible as well that means like if you Mm. don't have a hymn book that's tough and if you're a new person and you pick up a bible instead of a hymn book because you don't know the difference or something i just Mm. i'm all for getting rid of anything that will alienate i like the idea of the comradeship of reading the same thing Mm. and looking at the same place Mm. i don't know it just feels different i went to a church one time and they sang a song uh, and they had like two separate settings of their uh, hymn books. There was like one lot of hymn books and then like a newer one they'd bought. Mm. And the song they had selected that week had been updated 
between oh, the two hymn books. No. So half of the congregation sang one word, half of the song sang another. No. That's, that's one of the, the good things about having one central in, in the front. Yeah. But I guess the, the, old, the alternate side of that is you can't blow a globe in your hymn book. That's true. Exactly. Could burn your hymn books. Yeah, true, if you wanted Page to. Page could be ripped out by a small child. <laughs> yeah, a bit or of scribbled on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I think that's not a huge issue for me. All right, so projectors, they're pretty standard. Where did it kind of go next? Well, Michael Laws, uh, I think the one that Simon and I alluded to mm. in our creative rendition. Phone Bibles. Yeah, at the that start. W- that was a rough transition for the pioneers of the phone Bible. I didn't tell you this. Sorry you to cut you off. First. I used it at your wedding. So I, I, I was not sure how conservative some of the people would be at Simon's wedding. So I took up an actual Bible. But the actual text had a few these and nows. It was like an older version. Did it? So I put my phone you in reading the pages. For the... Oh, yeah, no yeah. way. And then I opened up the thing with it already loaded on. Um, Man, like, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Also, may I just say, yeah. superb reading. Oh, thank, thank you very you, much. Simon. I was very good. My I was pleasure. Very You're a good friend. Like, and I was glad I was to like, read the Bible at your wedding. Now, so what I did was my ever, uh, no, you version. You version. I updated it that day for no reason. Not even thinking that I have to use it at a wedding, which is a high pressure environment, and everything was different. I couldn't find out how to find it. I was uh-huh. walking up, and I just put had only just put the finishing touches on finding the place. <laughs> yes. It was terrible. I do recall that update. It's a good update. I quite like the new. Not terrible, but yeah, GUI. don't update it before you're reading at your mate's wedding no. because um, <laughs> that could really go quite south. See, I remember the first time I used a phone Bible in a public reading. Mm. The version somehow got changed oh no no i couldn't figure out how so i think i changed (laughs) to some sort of weird version yeah and then as i was reading i i was using my ipad so plenty of space on the screen Mm. and as i was reading the screen went blank no so then i had to click the button again and log it in password no um and it was just awful that's yes so whenever i'm reading up the front i still pay the bible you are such an early adopter man i have a an equally bad story but it wasn't even from an iphone i was reading out a uh, a passage for Jordo's sermon Mm. and i decided because he was going to use sometimes he used well he used to use his niv when he was preaching just because it's what everyone else Mm. in the church really uses but uh this day he was using his esv so i decided to do the reading from his esv it's just the most convoluted, complex yep. passages <laughs> I ever read. Like some of the ESV is not bad. Some of it's murderous and some of it's just nasty. Just in the translation itself. Oh, it was just like backward sentences yeah. that just... A lot of reverse sentences in there. Actually. They were really bad. Does and I was speak? just like reading clauses with massive pauses between yeah. each comma. <laughs> just didn't go well. Um the the next kind of step, and we've we've talked about this before, is kind of the church management system, mm. the level of using software to help you minister to the church. We talked about it briefly in another episode, mm. um, but do you see that as being a helpful thing or a distracting thing? Yeah, I just don't know how the early apostles managed to distribute bread to the widows without Alvanto. It's because there was. Roughly the same amount of people in their entire village. Not even true, man. As they Not were. even true. There were loads of people back. That's a that is a myth of the early church that there was one tiny house church in a room as big as the one. Oh we're no, in no, no. I'm talking like two thousand people. Ah, uh, many, many people. More but, than you would get at your youth group, which you manage with oh, Alvento. Yeah. Which For sure. we should actually. Why don't you tell us what <laughs> that is? Alvento. Yeah. Uh, it's the church management system. So the way it works is you basically put your people like a login sort of thing, like Facebook or something like that. 
they have an account on there and then they can access information about the church and other things that are like events that are happening within the church so they can keep on top of that. And then the people who are managing the church, the leaders, the pastors, the ministers, whatever you happen to have, they can organize services and send out song lists to people within the church mm. or um, there's even a, a live service wow. thing. So you can put that out. So each of your musicians has like, I don't know, an iPad there that has like their live service bar on the side. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you click on the thing and it brings up the sheet music for your thing. Uh, and then someone who's in charge probably at the back can sort of progress through the service so you can see what song you're up to and what's happening. And there's a little chat thing in there. so like you can, Oh, brother. It was really good. The uh, guitarist can be like, hey, guys, please turn me up. And then they'll get a little message. <laughs> I um I was so skeptic skeptical of that Elvanto stuff. Yeah, I just didn't even know what to think. Well, I suppose I wasn't skeptical. I just didn't know what to think. Mm. I'd never seen it. Sat down for a whole night with Michael. Mm. Showed us all the bells and whistles, and I was just like, "Whoa, yes, yeah, I will be using this. Thank you very much." I sold yes. you. You sold oh, me, man. good. You sold me. I was so nervous about that night. Like I, I planned a, an information oh, night about the software that ran for about four hours. Wow! And yeah. any time you plan something with software for four hours, you're going to lose people. Well, you're not going to lose me because I actually I'm interested by software and technology and oh, stuff. Yeah. But mm. see, so what you don't, what it I don't, well. like, why I'm hesitant to use it in my ministry you're or ministries that do I'm anything, mate. I'm, um, no, I'm not. But why I'm hesitant for ministries that I'm involved in, I should say. Um, is what you don't want is to be pioneering this new system. Hey, guys, we're all doing this. Everyone's going to do it this way. It's going to be fantastic, so efficient, so great. And then like half of the guys don't buy in. So you've got this system <laughs> where half of the stuff is half. Like I'm sure Alvento is great. And I'll pro- in fairness, I'll probably start using it. But I, when half the people adopt it, that's when it's just a bad... And then you have to follow people. Man, I noticed you didn't log your stuff in Alvento. <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've noticed that there's a feature in the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, if you're preaching or you're like a, running a series at the church, you can like get an account as your church or whatever, mm. and then you can upload your preaching notes to the thing wow. and have like links to the Bible verses you're going to read. So cool. someone can jump on there and be like flicking along through your notes as you're preaching. Wow! And just like tap on the verses you're going to. Cool. That's not bad. But again, same sort of thing. Like you have to be able to get enough of your church using mm, the yeah. app Bible, and then enough of the church working with that, yeah, for it to be worth it. And I mean, buy-in is a huge thing when it comes to technology. You do need the critical mass, otherwise it just gets so average. Mm. I reckon the thing. So I'm all for anything that makes it easier um, to run a church, less alienating for new people. The distraction, I reckon, that comes with a lot of technology. Like, it's happened to me countless times. I'll be using my phone Bible, because it is easy. You don't have to carry around a normal Bible. Mm. Not that that's a hard thing to do. But you, then you get like a you get a message, and it's actually kind of important, but not so important that you couldn't have looked at it in 90 minutes' time. Uh, and then that takes it, and then you get a few messages back and forth. You know, all of a sudden, yeah. your day is over, and you've got nothing for You know what I mean? What are you guys' thoughts about uh, tweeting during a service or something like that? So I remember the first time I saw someone do it. It was a guy <laughs> who actually was sort of directly over me in this ministry structure I was in. And I thought it was the biggest dog of a move. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get off your phone. You it's, it's, it's a different world, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, I grew up in a fairly conservative church. And to even have your phone on oh. at a church service was a big thing. And then yeah. I, I came along to the same sort of thing. Saw some people using their phones for their Bibles. Took me a while to get used to that. But then, yeah, someone actually on Twitter 
tweeting about what was going on. It's a different way of engaging with the content. Mm. Mm. Trying to find 140 characters worth of pith. Um, yeah. Just to put out there. Not a bad... I mean, not a, you're actively summarising, I guess, as you go yeah. along. Mm. A good little mental device, but... Yeah, question the legitimacy. You accidentally go back to your feed, have a browse. I'm sure there are some people who use it very well and it helps them to summarise what's going on and to keep mm. their focus. But yeah, very slippery slope. Very yeah, easily yeah. distracted by what's going on. The, on uh, the phone Bible had a really rough judgmental start to its life, didn't really? it? I reckon well, so, yeah. Well, just every church I was ever in, just people... It was, all, it was just a... When um, it first. When it was yeah. first. It in, was just the, like, the concept of you, can't, you have a phone in church. Yeah. Mm. You could be doing anything on that. It's yeah. probably not the Bible and you're claiming it's the Bible. <laughs> I remember that was a big thing at youth groups. It was like, get off your phone, guys. Oh, it's my Bible. See? Yeah. And you have to get very quick at being able to switch between them. Yeah. Dig, dig, yeah. boom. Check it. Bible. Yeah, that's Back right. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I reckon, by and large, the... Uh, look, again, could be controversial in saying this. I reckon that um, when you do your cost-benefit analysis, I reckon it costs you too much. Um, and the costs do outweigh the benefits in a sense. I think, I, I agree with you in some sense, but I think at the same time, we as a, a people need to become a lot better at being disciplined in using technology. We're too, yes. we're too uh, I guess, of the mindset that if we have technology there, we can use all of its features and that it can control us. Mm. Whereas I think we need to learn the art of being able to let ourselves control the technology. And say, if you want to have your phone Bible in church, being mm. able to say, hey, I'm still in church. I don't need to check my messages. Yeah. Mm. I'm just using this as a Bible. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of us really struggle with that, um, allowing the technology to really have control over what we're, we're doing. I massively struggle with it, man. Again, like I've, I've said it before, if, I, if there's a, a thing that's good to do but hard or a thing that's bad to do but easy, I'll choose the bad, easy option. So mm. if I even have my phone on me in church, I mean, just because of that same thing, I don't have Facebook on my phone or Instagram or an internet connection. But um, if I did, yeah, it would be game over. Hmm. Like I, I love church and I've, I value the, um, the edification I get from going there. So just I wanted to use a different word other than that because that's a clicky word. What's a word that means edification? Um, I guess the... the I, feel, I feel like it's upbuilding the recharging. Yeah, um, recharging, upbuilding. Yeah. Um, all those sorts of things. But... The way that I show I'm serious about that is is not by disciplining my use of technology, which I'll just fail at probably. Yeah, it's just by not having the opportunity there at all. Hmm. Maybe if you if you have a weak disposition like me, that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. Hmm. I guess if you got a, a weakness in any area, hmm. it's just better to not not tempt it. <laughs> just get right out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing I want to touch on before we finish this podcast is where do you see technology in the church? Uh, moving forward into the future, how do you how do you see technology jumping in, and what, oh, what's going to happen? I have no idea. I really don't. I don't have that kind of focus on trying to put new ideas into <laughs> situations that I'm perfectly comfortable with. Because we're kind of on the <laughs> forefront now of churches getting to use Facebook well. Mm. Um, it's still early days, and churches are really doing a bad job at it. Uh, but yeah. some of them are really getting it. Um, hmm. And the interaction between Facebook and the church is starting to get there. Um, where are we moving forward, I guess? I reckon, again, we're at our limit now in terms of, like, I was doing a bit of reading about this recently because I've had some personal contact with similar issues. Um, just the word church simply means in the Bible, like a gathering. 
Mm. So when when people get together for a rite, the same word in the Greek that's used for church is used for the, the, the okay. group of people there, which means I think that meeting together um, physically is not all churches, but it's a necessary part of church. Yeah. So now that we have technology, you get people say, you know, I'm a part of an online congregation yeah. or something like that. And I think that's, that's an interesting that's concept. At a detriment to Christianity. Yeah. I think that's a really bad thing. Because church is so much more than listening to music and hearing a sermon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it definitely, if, even if some people think it is, it should be. So it might oh, not yeah. have been for people, but it definitely should be. There's There there are people there that you're meant to be loving sacrificially. I would question how you do that over the internet, mm, A. Yes. And B, how, yeah, how are you getting built up um, and recharged by someone else or encouraged by someone else? In an online capacity, I'm sure form. it can happen in a small part, but you're really missing out on what is great about church and it's the just, coming together of God's yeah, people. Yeah, and just uh, all other arguments aside, the very word church just means a, a mm. physical gathering, um, yeah. and, and at least a uh, in a in that sort of capacity. You can also refer to the the all Christians everywhere, but when it's used of a gathering, you can't to say you go to an online church is a bit of an oxymoron. Hmm. Um, but yes, I think that's a bad thing that technology brings about. And I'll, I hope it wouldn't go too much further that way. No. Yeah. One of the things I am excited for is the ability for musicians in the church mm. to be able to use technology more in putting yes. stuff together. Because yeah. I've been a part of too many churches where there are like 17 folders. 17 music. filing cabinets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's going to be a guitarist copy and a piano copy. Yeah. I mean, bring on the digital age where yeah. you can yeah. have an iPad there and you can play the music off the iPad everyone's in sync and if one of the musicians you know needs to change the order of the songs mid-service that can go back to the guys who are doing the projecting at the back mm, and the sound yeah. guys know what's going on and there's a way for them to communicate with each other really well yes that's I've something been, that's been really yeah. sloppy in the past I think. oh yeah i i would definitely agree with that that's something i would think of but w- i thought you're just referring to you know admin type things which mm. i mean it kind of is but yeah one thing that will be interesting along paul's idea the online church community would be seeing if anyone goes down the the line of virtual reality church. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It just doesn't fit with the idea of having a community which and uh, where other people can s- s- tell your Christians by your love for each other. Does it? Well, see, I'm, uh, I'm I'm not thinking like you watch a virtual reality sermon, but you go together in a virtual reality room as your like, avatar character. Or yeah, whatever it is. like a second life sort of thing. And you, you go to church within that and there's someone who preaches there as a virtual reality person and then there's like your sing and... I Now that, that we've thought weird. about it, it almost must be true. That'd be probably already <laughs> happening. That'd be crazy. Yep. Um, I can see it being very helpful for people who can't get to church otherwise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I suppose that sword does we're cut li- both li- ways, doesn't it? As gross as it could be, it could be very liberating for someone. <laughs> yeah, like people who are stuck in hospital or something like that, and they can't mm. get out. They're a that bit of a way bad. off, that sort of thing, I believe, Michael. I would hope. Oh, that'd be intense, though. Imagine that, like Ugh. just logging on to church. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> it would ruin my brain. Yeah. That would That's be crazy. brutal. We should talk before we wrap this up, fellas, Yeah. about the Patreon page. Yes, it's still there. Yep. <laughs> Still cruising along. Have you memorized the URL yet? Uh, Patreon, which is, I can't spell even www.patreon.com slash three views on. Very good. Basically, all you'd be helping us doing is keeping this place ad free. Yes. We There is not a single company out there that I think would be, we'd be able to advertise for that would actually add value to the podcast. I think the way that we navigate 
the murky waters of trying not to operate a podcast in a deficit is through Patreon. So you yep. basically commit a dollar, two dollars, five dollars per episode helps keep the podcast afloat and not in a deficit mm. and ad free. Importantly, yep. and yep. Uh, as we've mentioned before, that the podcast is free and is always going to be free. It will stay free. Um, this is just for people who feel that they love the podcast and they want to support us in what we're doing. Friends of the podcast. Well, that's it, guys. That's that's this episode of the Three Views On podcast. Uh, I hope you've had an amazing week and we will catch you next week for our next episode. But keep living the dream, guys. It's been real. <laughs>